the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, 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 the... uh... The lunch apparently is broken up. The president and the GOP senators who met for lunch today to discuss what's next. Apparently, the president told the members of the GOP Senate group, no vacation without a health care plan. No soup for you. We'll see. We will see. I, somehow I think a bunch of those senators are going to say, uh, yeah, I'll vote for it. Just let me know when I need to come back. He apparently called out Senator Heller, one of the holdouts, one of the problems. But um, we'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on things. But despite the fact that it's not happening, despite the fact that I don't think it's it's going to come together, and I'm just dubious, as you know, it seems like some of the faithful who voted for Donald Trump aren't, aren't losing faith. For example... Last night on Jimmy Kimmel's show, Caitlyn Jenner, the Jenner formerly known as Bruce, was on the show. And it seemed like Jimmy Kimmel was looking for, looking for some separation from Donald Trump and, uh, and Jenner. Because Jenner was a Republican forever and ever and ever and has been quite open about supporting the president. And so when it came time to have a little discussion about that, basically asking, do you still support Donald Trump? Uh, I don't agree with everything he's doing, uh, but I I have uh, always been. I'm older. I've been, you know, I I grew up in a country where you actually said the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag at school. And I have a. I kind of liked hearing that audience actually support that. I, I was surprised, but then again, a lot of Kimmel's audience are tourists who happen to be in Los Angeles from the flyover states who happen to have come west to be on whatever vacation they're on. Maybe they're at Disney and then stopped by and got tickets to his show. But uh, Jenner continues. I believe in limited government. I believe in the people of this nation, not government. And so, uh, and that kind of makes me on the Republican side. And so uh, he was our candidate. Uh, I, I never really outwardly came out and supported him. Uh, I supported the, whoever the Republican candidate was going to be. Not unlike a lot of us, right? Caitlyn Jenner, the Jenner formerly known as Bruce, sounding like a lot of Donald Trump voters. Let's go back to the very beginning of that when Jimmy Kimmel asked Jenner, do you still support him? Uh, I don't agree with everything he's doing, uh, but I, I have uh, always been, I'm older, I've been, you know, I, I grew up in a country where you actually said the Pledge of Allegiance. So seems to be saying that this was the choice if you liked a candidate who supported basic American values and the things like saying the Pledge of Allegiance who supported America, who weren't ashamed of America. That's not in any of the words that Jenner said. But back to the the conversation where before I stopped it. Um, but, you know, the press kind of puts you there. Um, and there, there are some things that I think he's done is very good. Um, uh, what? You know, this. 
I, I... Interesting point. And now the audience will jump on Jimmy Kimmel's side when you say there are some things he's done that I liked. At least Kimmel said, like what? Because I do think, I wish every interviewer would do that. We wouldn't just take into uh, the, the answer from people and let it go. Let's, let's find out what they're talking about. What is it about Trump that you like? <laughs> if you're on the conservative side and you believe in our Constitution, I'm glad uh, Neil Gorsuch for the uh, okay, all right uh, for the Supreme Court. Gotcha. I think it's a very good decision. He's lowered regulations um, in a lot of different uh, uh, businesses uh, to help business, you know, get going. I don't want massive regulations. I don't want massive taxes, especially you know we're the highest tax country. Or, Not uh, true. Highest tax, highest tax, corporate tax in, in like in the world. I'll have to. So Kimmel jumping in to say, not true, not true. And you know what surprises me? Jimmy Kimmel makes a ton of money. He makes a boatload of money. And he lives in a state that's also taxing him. More to the point where he probably pays more than 50% of his income into taxes. But yet he's ignorant of the corporate tax rate, which is, if not the highest, among the highest. So Kimmel was waiting to jump on the taxation part of that. I shouldn't interrupt. Let's let's let the Jenner, formerly known as Bruce, continue. It up, but I don't know. I don't want to argue with you. And corporate tax in the world and, and massive regulations. So it's tough for anybody to do business here in the United States. And I would like to see the United States the best place in the world to do business. Are so, you excited about the Olympics coming to Los Angeles? Is that something? Yes, that I, would, will, I, yeah. I think it's great. Now, do you notice what happened there? Jimmy Kimmel apparently feeling out of his element. When, when challenged on the corporate tax rate, Kimmel backed down. And then Jenner went back to the regulations, etc. And so Kimmel changes the subject and goes to, well, are you excited about the Olympics coming here? How about that? Isn't that wonderful? I thought that was pretty darned interesting. Pretty, pretty darned interesting. So, uh, yeah, you can, you can hear it change here. It comes up on the taxation. Not true. Highest, highest taxed corporate tax in, in, like, in the world. I'll have to look it up, but I don't want to argue with you over that. And uh, corporate tax in the world and, and massive regulations. So it's tough for anybody to do business here in the United States. And I would like to see the United States the best place in the world to do business. Are so, you excited about the Olympics coming to Los Angeles? Is that something? Yes, that I, would, will, I, yeah. I think it's great. Very interesting interview. Caitlyn Jenner, like many other Trump voters, supported the party's nominee, doesn't agree with everything, but wants to, wants to make sure that the party keeps moving forward. I, I wish there would have been a question on health care and see where, where we go there. I thought that was a very interesting twist. And we'll see. I'm sure we'll see more. I got a couple of the stories I have to get to today. Uh, we we solved the mystery of the flying meat to the flying frozen meat in Florida. We solved the mystery of Donald Trump's meeting, the second meeting. There, there, there's not another mystery, but there are a couple of stories that that I want to make sure we get out today and we talk about today. Uh, we talked about your toys are spying on you. Yeah, yeah, I have to. 
I have to get to Lindsey Graham. I, I got a phone call last week from somebody who referred to Lindsey as, um, I think he called him Amnesty Graham. And I think, come on, let's, let's, let's give Lindsey Graham the respect, first of all. But Lindsey Graham, another person who was attacked brutally by the president during, during the campaign, has still been a pretty strong supporter of President Trump's throughout. But Graham wants, Graham wants a, um, a health care bill that, that we deserve. We as citizens deserve a better bill than, than what we got. And he started to come forward on the topic. He started to share his opinion on the topic. And my alternative to me makes sense to me if nobody else. Take all the money and power that you're going to spend in health care and send it back closer to the patient. See, he's another senator who realizes, and I believe this is exactly what the president is saying, too. We need to let the states make the choices here. We need to let the states be the ones who get it done. And Graham didn't see that in, in the bills that he's seen before. Obamacare is collapsing. The reason we're having all this up, Eagles, is just not working. One in three counties really have one provider or less. Yeah. So... What's the answer? Well, the answer is a bill that solves the problem, that lowers patients' premiums, still provides coverage. But Graham was pretty blunt about what he would like to see ultimately in a bill. I'd like to see a bill that people actually liked. Nobody, in Lindsey Graham's estimation, nobody liked the bill. And so that's why we are where we are. Now, getting back to whether or not we'll repeal... We're now hearing that out of this meeting as well, the, the luncheon meeting with the president, we're now hearing that next week there will be a vote to repeal. There is going to be a vote to repeal. Will it be successful? Is there even a snowball's chance in hell? Well, I think Paul, uh, Rand Paul has been talking pretty openly and pretty directly about the failures of the, the current situation and what people who don't support it need to do. All of us promised we would repeal Obamacare, and the discussion is whether or not to move forward to a vote on that. I'm in favor of the motion to proceed to repealing Obamacare. I'm in favor of it, too. But there are some people who are still dug in, apparently, and, and Rand Paul gave a really stern and clear message to those people. At least, I think it was pretty damn clear. So Obamacare has failed. The death spiral of Obamacare continues. Even with partial repeal, Obamacare will still be in place, and Obamacare will still be a drag on the insurance markets and making it difficult for people to buy insurance. And Rand Paul talked about if you, if you voted for repeal in 2015 and you're a no now, then you need to go back to your state and tell people why. And I, I think it's important that people actually have that conversation, because if it's anything other than political expedience, you should resign. You should be out of a job you have, because you have no spine. And you're, you're, trust me, you're going to see a bunch of people get primaried if, this, if nothing happens going forward. You're going to see people getting primaried. Stepping aside for a minute, when we get back, uh, do we talk about the Dad, the dad who um, has 11 different baby mamas and he's got 30 children and he wants a judge to give him a break from child support.
Do we get do we get into that? Do we get into OJ's parole tomorrow? Or do you want to hear about uh, language being banned? I'll spin the wheel of stories when we get back and we'll see which one makes the most sense and which one will make me the maddest. And we'll deal with that next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. You still have time to join the conversation. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. We have a lot to get to today. We are trying to see if there is going to be a, a statement out of the White House following the uh, the discussion with the president. There, There's been some hinting that we might get a little bit of a, a notice. Maybe the president will step up and and let us know uh, in detail because he did say he wanted people to um, to uh, not take a vacation, which I think kind of interesting. When was the last time the president told the 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 House or the Senate told the Congress, "Hey, don't go away if you don't get it done." You know, that's um, that, that'd be kind of an interesting thing, right? I would like to see if that would happen. There's there's news out of um, there's news out of England that um, that they're going to stop the use of the phrase "beach body" in advertising. Now, why? Why do we want to stop the use of of the phrase "beach body"? And is is it really because? Uh, is it really hurting people if we advertise Beachbody? That, that's the issue here. So now we're going to put uh, limits on speech in advertising. I, I've, I've walked around different parts of England, and I've, I've seen the words Beachbody or other, other weird things in news. But if you're going to say no more, no more. And guess where this comes from, London? Guess where this is happening? This comes from the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, saying uh, no more body shaming ads on public transportation. The London mayor says uh, negative body image. Negative body image is a problem. It's unhealthy and unrealistic. Uh, could could that have anything to do with uh, Sadiq Khan's faith as well? Is there anything there that might lead him to doing this? He said he came about this decision after the, an ad for Protein World, asking women if they were, quote, beach body ready. 378 people complained to the advertising watchdog last year. They actually have an advertising uh, watchdog in, in England. The Advertising Standards Authority. The ads showed uh, women in uh, bikinis with the question, are you beach body ready? And so people lost their minds, of course. Now it's, it's going to be uh, not permitted. So what, what's next? What other, what other languages are next? 
sir, what's going to happen, Mayor Khan? Are, are you going to go after anything else? I really think this is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Now, thank God we live in a country that still sort of believes in free speech. Thank God we still live in a country that will allow us to, um, to have companies to put out ads like this. You know, does, does it bother you, Beachbody? Look, if you're not in Beachbody shape, don't go to the beach. Simple as that. But uh, London, changing the, th- changing the way things go. And of course, uh, w- what happens in the, the UK Telegraph has said, well, now there are body shaming and sexist ads that we have to point out to everybody. And, you know, we're going to click on them. Guess what? Because we want to see what you consider body shaming. Most of them are attractive women in skimpy outfits, but every now and then there's a really large one. But most of the body shaming ads, they're not shaming the people in the ads. They're shaming the people who look at the ads. And what's the big deal here? So this goes back to the story yesterday, the story uh, that we had uh, after, after Donald Trump had complimented Brigitte Macron and, and the Reebok had said, oh, that was a terrible, terrible thing. Terrible. Yes. Wasn't it terrible? No, it wasn't. Nobody can give a compliment anymore. Everybody needs to calm down. Everybody needs to take a break. So, uh, yeah, here's an update, by the way, on uh, today's vital question of the day. I pointed out the Badu app, which allows you to uh, search for people who are famous. If you want to try and date somebody who looks like somebody famous, I think it's really creepy. But currently, uh, 78% of you say never. I would never do this. 12% of you can't decide. But there are 10% of you, 10% of you out there who would absolutely use the dating app to search for people who are celebrity lookalikes. Seriously, what are we doing, people? You don't, can you imagine on, on your, uh, your engagement party and somebody goes, well, how did you two meet? Well, I was looking for somebody who looked just like, insert famous name here. It, it could be a little embarrassing, I would think. While we're talking about body shaming and uh, offensive language, can we talk about what Politico is doing today? Can we talk about how Politico is body shaming the president of the United States? Really? Did you miss this one? When we get back, uh, we will share with you the Politico ad that is body shaming Donald Trump. I kid you not. You've seen the, the picture that's all over the Internet with Donald Trump playing tennis in a pair of shorts that are on the on the level of some of Chris Christie's shorts. And I just think it's, um, it's rude to do to the President of the United States. Yeah, we made fun of Obama and his mom jeans. But to fat shame the President? Is that really okay? We'll talk about this just around the corner on Pure Opelka. Come on, man.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I tell you, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that I need to get to. And uh, no, I did not tell you. Um, I, I teased something earlier. I need to complete it. Um, we were talking earlier about Tropical Storm Dawn. And there were jokes all over the weekend about Tropical Storm Dawn. And how uh, it had tiny winds and wasn't going to live up to its potential. All that stuff. Even though it said it was going to be huge. And all the left had a lot of fun with Tropical Storm Don. And it blew out to sea. <laughs> it blew out to sea. Oh, too bad for the left. Wouldn't they have loved Tropical Storm Don? Well, in the Eastern Pacific, the next storm name... You can't make this up. The next storm name is Hillary. (laughs) And, oh, the headlines we could write with Hillary blows across the island. (laughs) What will we do? Unfortunately, it's Hillary with one L. (laughs) It's wrong for me to be this happy about that. But apparently this could be a serious storm. And I love the people who get all offended when you make a joke about this. You shouldn't joke about tropical storms. They could kill people. Yes, of course they could. Everybody calm down. <laughs> I, if, if tropical storm Hillary forms and becomes a category five storm, I would just like somebody to do the headline. Tropical Storm Hillary is a bitch. Or Hillary transitioning from storm to hurricane. <laughs> oh, it's, it, there's so many possibilities here. So many possibilities. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's very wrong of me. Very wrong of me. I will get to the president here in just a second. We talked about the president holding uh, his event at, at the White House today, inviting all of the the GOP senators over for lunch and um, he, he let loose with a little bit of uh, a little bit of vitriol targeting Senator Heller. And can you imagine being called out by the president of the United States publicly called out by the president? Well, Senator Heller got it. I don't think we should leave town unless we have a health insurance plan, unless we can give our people great health care because we're close. We're very close. The other night, I was very surprised when I heard a couple of my friends, my friends, they really were and are. They might not be very much longer, but that's something. <laughs> I think I have to get that's them back. Look at this one. That's right. I, I refuse. I, well, no, you didn't go out there. This was the one we were worried about. You weren't there, but you're going to be. You're going to be. Look, he wants to remain a senator, doesn't he? Okay. And I. He's got Heller sitting right next to him. <laughs> and he, he just publicly said in front of God and everybody, he wants to remain a senator, doesn't he? I think the people of your state, which I know very well, I think they're going to appreciate 
what you hopefully will do. Any senator who votes against starting debate is really telling America that you're fine with Obamacare. But being fine with Obamacare isn't an option for another reason, because it's gone. Very, very interesting use of the only time he was speaking from a prepared statement was at the end when he said being against voting against debate is saying that you're fine with Obamacare. Very interesting. The president was off the cuff and read from a prepared statement. Now, that that president sounds pretty sharp, doesn't he? Sounds like he's got he's got control of everything. And usually when you worry about the president's fitness to serve, you worry about his mental capacity. But today in the uh, in the Politico magazine featured today in their 1600 pen section, they have a story entitled, Is the President Fit? And Ben Strauss's article declares Donald Trump the least athletic president in generations. And here's why it matters. Now, the, this this story goes through Donald Trump's propensity to use golf carts. Donald Trump is 71 years old. Donald Trump, even though he claims he was athletic, you know, golf is about as, as aerobic as pinochle. Let's be honest. I'm a golfer, and if I'm walking the course, it's because I'm feeling pretty good that day. There'll be days where I want to play golf, and I'm not feeling good, and I'll take a cart. But to go after Donald Trump because he has used a golf cart and, you know, it, at 71 years old, I think you're allowed to use a golf cart if you're going across a 7,000-yard a golf course. That's, that's, a, that's a whole lot of golf course, 21,000 feet of golf course that you're out there walking along. Do you know many 71-year-olds who could regularly cross... Uh, what is that? Just over four miles? Do, does anyone at 71 years old take a four-mile walk? Barack Obama considerably younger than Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, they're saying, he claimed last year to be 6'3 and 236 pounds, which they say is five pounds shy of an obesity under the body mass index. Are, are we really worried about Donald Trump? Uh, as as an, he, he played first base in baseball at the New York Military Academy. But I don't think he's been exactly out there as a, as a football player. You don't see him as a runner. But is that a requirement to be president? Is that, is that something we have, we have mandated? Now, we've, we've had presidents who've been in pretty good shape. We've had Barack Obama, despite the mom genes, was not an overweight guy, but he also smoked. Absolutely was a smoker. Used to hide it from everybody. So seriously, Politico, what are you doing? Are you body shaming a 71-year-old man because he takes a golf cart when he plays golf? This, this really is juxtaprogressivism at its worst. During the campaign, Donald Trump talked about his eating habits. He's he's well known for his, uh, let's say, la- less than fancy dining style. We talked the other week when he was going to France about 
the fact he was going to a restaurant that was going to serve blue lobster and caviar, and he's a guy who's known for having a well-done steak with ketchup. So what? So what? He likes his French fries. We just got rid of the Obamas and Michelle Obama and the, the meal plan that has turned kids away from, from eating at school cafeterias for, for eight years. And just because, just because Donald Trump likes the taco salad they serve at Trump Tower, does that mean he's going to be less of a president? I, I, just, I just don't get this. Now, would I like Donald Trump to be healthy? Yeah, I want every, every president to be healthy. I want them to be at, at their best all the time. But guess what? Donald Trump ain't smoking. Donald Trump ain't drinking. Donald Trump ain't doing drugs. He might outlive all of you people, Ben Strauss. Every single one of you. So I, I don't think it's fair and for the left to get all upset about body shaming and then pull it on the president, I think is, is beyond despicable. So, Mr. President, I support your habit of having a steak, even though well done is kind of disgusting to me, and ketchup, uh, you know, if you might try it a little medium rare, you might not need the ketchup to uh, make it be a little juicy. And a vegetable every now and then is okay, although I do appreciate the French fry habit, sir, as well. So um, political, Politico, shame on you for trying to fat shame the president. And uh, the others who are out there sharing the, the photo of Donald Trump on the tennis court in the shorts with, um, can we say VPL? Can we say visible panty line for President Trump? Come on, people. What are we doing? It's the President of the United States. You should protect the dignity of the office, even if you don't like the guy inside. It's the leader of the free world. Michael Pelk on Puro Pelk. And when we come back, I got a couple more items to touch on. And, uh, ooh, I didn't even get to the Ed Sheeran story. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. I've never seen an episode, but a friend of mine said, oh, you have to talk about Ed Sheeran deleting his, his Twitter account. Maybe I just did. Maybe I don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. There's a few more things to squeeze in here before we get out of here today. Uh, you know, I, I need to remind you once more, uh, the, the best time for you to take advantage of the three-week quick start deal with uh, Relief Factors right now. It's, it's so simple. And uh, all you have to do is what Todd Bennett did, and you'll, you might experience what Todd Bennett experienced. Check it out. So I got a job with a cable company, and in December 2005, I fell from a highline pole. And morphine, Oxycontin, and all that stuff, I was in bed for the last probably eight years of my life. Got the relief factor two weeks later. I got up out of bed, 
I could go like this. I stood up and it was just wow. I mean, it, the pain wasn't all the, way to get, all the way gone. It's enough to where I could get out of bed in the morning. I look forward to getting up out of bed. Uh, I do yard work now, back in the wood shop, woodworking, and just actually living my life. I'm not, not dull no more, you know? <laughs> we can't promise that Relief Factor will make you uh, no, no longer dull, but Todd is talking about getting his life back, getting, getting the ability to go out and work in his shop, to, to be part of his family. And I will tell you, I started Relief Factor in early April, and I take it religiously, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's three times a day. And it is all natural. It's an anti-inflammatory. And by reducing the inflammation, the pain goes away. The pain is the reaction is your body telling you there's a problem here. There's inflammation. Well, it's gone now. And I stopped taking those over-the-counter green gel caps on the 15th of April. And I haven't touched one since. And I was taking eight a day. Check out Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Don't wait. I waited too long. I should have started at the end of last year when Brad Staggs told me about it. $19.95 for the three-week quick start pack. Relieffactor.com. You can get details. Or you can pick up the phone right now and call Relief Factor. It's um, 800-500-9394. 800-500-9394. Factor. Check them out, please. Now, I mentioned uh, this, this crazy story about Ed Sheeran and uh, Game of Thrones. I am not a Game of Thrones person. As a matter of fact, when, when Game of Thrones first started happening, when it started bubbling up, there were a bunch of people who work at The Blaze who were like, oh, you got to see Game of Thrones, you got to see Game of Thrones. It's amazing, it's Game of Thrones. I have still resisted. Because people were too over the top about it. It was too much. And I went, no, I'm not, I'm not watching Game of Thrones. It's, it's not happening. No thank you was some of the answers I gave. But I, I don't understand when it's that obsessive of an addiction to it, I tend to lean away from it. So when I, when I saw today that Ed Sheeran, who I think is a talented guy, when Ed Sheeran had actually kind of been forced to delete his Twitter account following criticism of uh, him in a cameo role on Game of Thrones. He had, he's had a couple times where Ed Sheeran, again, I think the guy's very talented, where he had dropped out of social media just because it's too much sometimes. Well, apparently uh, people attacking him after he made a, a cameo appearance in the opener, was just the last straw. As he is, he has not only disappeared from Twitter, he deleted his account less than 24 hours after that appearance. Now, I wonder, this, you know, he can do whatever he wants, and it's fine. I'm sure he'll show up later at another time, and everybody will be happy and say, Yay, Ed Sheeran's back. Great. The world can carry on again. But I, I'm more in, interested in, in what show you would like to do a cameo appearance on. Because at one time, after living and working in New York for 20 years, everybody I know had appeared in, in uh, Law & Order in some way, shape, or form. Virtually everybody I knew had either a guest appearance 
or was an under five player or made some kind of cameo appearance on a law and order. And I, I only wanted one thing on law and order. I wanted to be the dead body at the start of the show. Never got it to happen. So that, that dream, that ship has sailed. Maybe on the next season of something. Tomorrow's a big day. OJ Simpson takes on the parole board tomorrow. I just posted a vital question. Do you think OJ will be paroled? He's been behind bars for nine years for trying to get back his stuff, as he says it. Still served virtually no time for killing Nicole and Ron Goldman. We'll see tomorrow, but take the poll today. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.